welcome back to Crimes from the East. I'm Pia and with me is Alex. Hey Alex. Hello. Hello. Well, we're recording a Masala News episode today. Yeah. Sometimes we just need to let loose. We got a palate cleanse. We need some, what is that like after dinner thingy? The mint? After dark? You know, but the Indian version with the jira and the... The mukvas or somf. Somf, yeah. This is like a somf. Yeah, we need a little somf episode. Especially after last week, eh? Mm, Yeah, that was a tough one. My gosh. But that story, it needs to be told. People need to demand answers from the CBI and the courts. And that school. I'm still mad about the school. Go to hell, Ryan International School. (laughs) They're going to come for us. My kid's not going to their stupid school. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so we have some crazy cool stories. And as usual, at least 50% of them involve animals. (laughs) (laughs) I I had some monkey news for Monkey News Corner, but Mm -hmm. I am cheap and didn't want to subscribe to Golf News whatever.com so I got banned like I got blocked or whatever oh speaking of banned (laughs) yeah (laughs) our little vigilante over here oh my gosh I usually post on a couple of subs on reddit every week when a new episode releases I write it up in a concise form and I post it in several true crime subreddits yeah and this mod all of a sudden decided to ban me because I mentioned the podcast one time They were totally fine with me posting there for months. Someone definitely just got jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. At least talk to me about it and tell me, hey, could you remove the link? (laughs) Or you'll be banned, but hell no. So passive aggressive. Yeah. What a loser. Whoever you are. Banner of True crime. Yeah. It's the true crime subreddit. Damn it. I really enjoyed posting there because because of the reader interaction. Yeah. I want to bring the stories to people, like yeah. South Asian stories. That's like the whole point. That's the whole point. And the mod is like, nope. Ridiculous. Well, I hope they enjoyed their moment. Yeah, Power. that was really shitty. So stupid mod. <laughs> and you're out there watching band movies. You're just doing all the band things getting banned and watching banned so what are we calling you you have an anti-hero name for me yeah madam shahenshah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah we're doing all these kind of uh really risky daring illegal no not illegal but mildly <laughs> frowned upon activities <laughs> for justice i know we're daredevils. We're daredevils. Rebels. All right. So you ready for a crazy story from India? Tell me. This is from straightstimes.com. Indian exam cheater caught with Bluetooth flip-flops. <laughs> and here's the picture. You want to describe it, Alex? Okay. What do we have here? Oh, wow. I- Like, actually, the physics of this is kind of astounding to me. So someone has taken a very, very inexpensive looking flip flop and somehow managed to hollow it out the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. And they have put some technology inside the bottom of the flip flop. Like circuits and a battery and Bluetooth stuff, I guess. I don't know. I feel like you would need at least a heel to do something like this. You need some space to work with. This is a very flat looking flip flop. (laughs) I guess technology is really small. 
the person wearing it must be really light because if I wore those they'd be flat <laughs> no it would be like crunch crunch after the first two steps okay so what the story is in New Delhi 10 people were arrested for planning to cheat in fiercely competitive teaching exams using Bluetooth devices concealed in their flip-flops, police said. You can't said. be cheating for a teaching exam. They're cheating for a teaching exam. What kind of teacher are you going to be? That's the state of India today. God, oh, those poor kids. This has been a problem in India for long, and the government exams involved 1.6 million students oh in the state of Rajasthan. Damn. Police had permission to take mobile internet access while the tests lasted. But one group planned to get around the cell phone ban or internet ban yeah. with devices hidden in the soles of their flip-flops that they could receive ordinary calls on, which would be then transmitted wirelessly to tiny receivers hidden <laughs> in their ears. <laughs> wow, so much effort. Like, just study. The person who made all these flip-flops deserves to be a teacher. Make them the teacher. They clearly know what they're doing. Con artistry professor. So the plan was for accomplices outside to call the hidden contraptions and dictate the correct answers to the exam questions. Okay. But the group of would-be teachers were arrested acting very suspiciously outside the exam hall <laughs> on the evening before the exams. They were like putting their flip-flops to their ears. Just like, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And then the <laughs> devices in their footwear were discovered. They didn't even use it. They were caught the day before. You know that like Bluetooth pairing sound? They're like, do do do. They were like pressing their flip flops and they were waiting for them to like pair. What if like their flip flops were beeping? Right, exactly. Like, beep, 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 beep. Like 10 of them beeping around outside the exam hall. So, oh wait, the God. police were actually monitoring people's internet access during the test. Yes, I think these are all very competitive exams. They may have been for government colleges or government schools, and those jobs are sought out like crazy yeah. because it's a guaranteed job. You get a pension after you retire. Everyone wants these jobs because in a billion population, any job is freaking amazing, right? right? And so people are dying to get into these jobs, and the exams are heavily policed yeah. and monitored and they cut off the internet because obviously oh people gosh. must be cheating from day one when the internet was ex was invented but look they they come up with new stuff every year so i don't blame them <laughs> yeah i mean with technology cheating must be just its whole own art form at this point it's ingenious yeah. like i almost want to clap yeah for all these <laughs> clever shenanigans because they deserve a goddamn medal for the oh, things they're coming man. up with. Although cheating is bad, don't do it. Nobody, please, no one cheat. Um, investigations revealed at least 25 students had bought these hi-fi flip-flops from a gang. Ooh. So there's a gang who makes cheating devices, I guess. This is all underground. <laughs> for 600,000 rupees, which is 11,000. This is not US dollars. What is this? Is that Singapore dollars? Maybe Singapore dollars. Oh, God. Let me just check. Uh, 
$8,000. No. Investigations revealed that at least 25 students had bought these flip-flops from a gang that was apparently selling all these devices to cheat with for 600,000 Indian rupees or 8,000 US dollars for a pair. That's a freaking ripoff. Isn't that more than Yeezys? Yeah, I feel like you could do this yourself. Like buy a small Bluetooth thing. You know, you can figure it out. You don't even pay that much money. That's nuts. That costs more than goddamn Yeezys and Air Jordans and whatever other cool sneakers are out there that people collect. Maybe they're paying for the service as well as the technology, the like call, the person. So they have a call center for cheating. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, in India, (laughs) you got to have a call center for everything. Everything. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, well, they were caught. They couldn't even use their little fancy shoes for their cheating. They were caught the day before outside the exam hall. I bet you they were trying to test the strength of the Bluetooth connection. Like, I bet that call center gang was in the bushes. Right. And these students were like, we'll just stand near the door. That's close enough. And then you talk to us and we'll test to see if it works. I bet that's what happened. Okay. So that was my first story. Cheating with the flip flops. All right, Alex, what's your story? Let's hear it. Okay, this is kind of a gross one, but it's very on brand as well. Okay, okay. So this comes from, very fittingly, weirdasianews.com. So totally verifiable. It's exactly what we want. Super legit news resource. (laughs) Um, And the headline is, Cow born with human-like head proclaimed a god. Oh, wow. I'm not surprised. Not surprised. The next Ganesh. Have you seen our gods? (laughs) So they actually have a picture and it looks like they cooked it or something. It's dead. It's really gross. Quite gross. So let's see. What does this thing say? Everything happens for a reason. Oh, great. Very profound. At least that is the stance of one animal sanctuary owner in India. When he took in a cow six months ago, he had no idea... It would change his life or, for that matter, the lives of those in the community. Jesus, this article is very badly written. Elaborated. Since cows are sacred to Hindus, he frequently receives animals rescued from butchers. That's exactly what happened in this case. Oh, well, that's a noble cause. But rescued in India is very different from what we're imagining. It's not as if they were unwanted animals that were being tortured and, you know, poorly taken care of. Especially cows. They were just probably on the street. Someone just like, just followed someone. It's illegal to butcher and eat cows in most parts of India because the cow is considered sacred. And there are obviously enough people who want to consume that meat that there is a whole industry dedicated to it. There is a meat market. It is sold, but not in the daylight. (laughs) Not officially, not, you know, um, through proper normal channels. So when the Hindutva groups find out, they go and beat the shit out of, sometimes even kill people Uh, involved in the meat market and rescue the cows. The cows are safe. People are dead. Who cares? The cow is safe. (laughs) The cow is safe. cow is safe. Well, this cow was not safe. It died. So it was born from this rescued cow. Raja knew right away that the calf was special. 
Born with four legs and the tail of a cow, the animal's facial features were strange. Beneath a sloping forehead, there were eyes, ears, and a nose that resembled those of a human. But unfortunately, the cow struggled to breathe and died an hour later. Despite the animal's (gasps) short life... Locals came to see the weird creature. Upon seeing the dead cow, they proclaimed it an avatar of Vishnu. Lord Vishnu is the god of protection and one of the three deities of, like, main deities of Hinduism. Well, I'm looking at this picture and it's quite horrific. I mean, that poor cow. Yeah, it is. I wouldn't say that's, like, a human-looking face to me. You know what this immediately says to me? Mm. Alien hybrid. And just to like paint a picture for our listeners, if you have seen The Nightmare Before Christmas, you know the mad scientist with the giant brain? Haven't seen it. (laughs) I just said all of that for nothing. Well, anyone who has watched The Nightmare Before Christmas, this cow creature looks like that little scientist dude. Uh, Well, at least it it was out of its misery soon. So, you know, rest in peace, little baby cow. But of course, yeah, everything turns into a god. That's why we have 33,000 gods and goddesses. I wonder if this is how like all of the like strange animalized gods are just actually instances of weird deformed. <laughs> so this could be an alien hybrid experiment. Totally. We don't know, Alex. Um. All right. You want to listen to another story? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this one is for adult users, well, not users, for adult listeners only. So if you're under 18, please put your fingers in your ears. And well, first of all, delete our podcast. This podcast is not for you. Oh, come on. 16-year-olds and up. I've been reading true crime since I was 11, so I get it. Okay, I've warned you. This is an adult story, okay? Actually, like, anyone who might be sexually active, which could be, for better or worse, younger people, like, maybe you shouldn't be, but if you are, don't do this. Don't do anything that I talk about in the next five minutes. This is from TorontoSun.com. Man dies after using epoxy resin as DIY protection instead of condom. Oh, my God. That's the stuff you see all of those, like, Instagram videos of people preserving or making tables that look like oceans or preserving wedding bouquets, right? It's that like clear yes, stuff that gets hard and clear. <laughs> exactly. Amazing description. Because it looks cute. It looks good. And it is very toxic. Very, very, very toxic. I would imagine. I love doing all kinds of arts and crafts. And I was going to start making like resin figurines and stuff mm-hmm. with molds. But then I looked into it and I got scared because of how toxic it is if you don't use the proper protection gear like hazard, what do you call it, hazmat gear and masks with a ventilator Mm -hmm. and everything. I was like, oh, no, thanks. Not worth the risk. But this guy, this guy, he just put it on his beep like it was nothing. He's just trying to like cork it. Let's listen. Let's hear what he did. Okay. An Indian drug user. Oh, oh. I think we can just end the story there. It explains everything. (laughs) Sad. (laughs) It explains everything. Okay. An Indian drug user suffered cataclysmic organ failure and died after skipping the use of a condom in favor of a high-powered epoxy resin. Did he just dip the whole thing in it? 
Yeah, you know, oh like God. you're making chocolate covered strawberries. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> same thing. Cops wow. in India say 25-year-old Salman Mirza was stricken in mid-carnal caper with an ex-girlfriend. Oh, carnal caper? Jesus. Ex-girlfriend? Okay. And his condition deteriorated. Is she an ex because he's dead? <laughs> yes, I think oh, so. no. Technically. They use the epoxy resin to avoid pregnancy, a local investigator told them. Of the rueful rubber incident, this writer was having way too much fun. The tragedy occurred on June 22 at a hotel in Ahmedabad, Gujarat. Oh. Mirza and his unnamed ex were captured on CCTV entering the hotel, and several witnesses said that Mirza, along with his former fiance, both of whom were addicted to drugs, had gone to a hotel. What kind of drugs are people addicted to in India? Is it like meth and chai? Heroin and... I don't know. Chai, laddus. That's <laughs> my kind of drugs. Pretty addictive in my opinion. I feel like in Southeast Asia, there are a lot of um, like opioid style drugs. I wonder if it's the same. So there they applied an epoxy adhesive on his private parts as they weren't carrying any protection. But they had resin on hand because, you know. They didn't have condoms, but they had a very elaborate setup of making epoxy resin. What the hell is going on? Maybe it comes in a tube. Maybe that's the drug that they do. Maybe they like huff it and they're like, oh, we could get like a two for one. Yikes. The adhesive sealed off Mirza's penis. And in addition, the twosome mixed the epoxy with some kind of whitener and inhaled the mixture for a kick. Aha! Called it. Yeah. Is that what they died of? At the time of the hormone charge hijinks. Jesus. This author. Cops say the duo were wasted. And Mirza was found in some shrubs by a pal the next day. He died due to multiple organ failure later so he died i don't think his ex-fiance is dead okay the story's a little bit fishy so i think i see what happened they were clearly wasted already they wanted to get a little more wasted and they wanted to have sex so they're like do you have a condom no oh look what i have this resin let's squeeze a bunch of this on my dick but do you think it like absorbed into his penis and poisoned him or did he die from also inhaling it as like a drug and hmm. why didn't she die and why did he di- like die in a bush? Like it all is, it actually sounds like kind of nefarious. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I mean, nefarious by his own hand because clearly who would do that? Like who would? I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. This is strange. I hope they did a proper investigation and not just write some sarcastic, witty remarks in the report. Like this journalist. Hormone hijinks. That was strange and weird. I never heard of this before. Okay, guys, we need to calm down with the resin. I know it's fun. It's not that hard to find a goddamn condom. Right? (laughs) Don't put weird shit down in your privates, please. Yeah. Police. Uh, That's my story. What's yours, Alex? Let's go. I have a a very relevant story because I know everyone in the world has been touched by the recent economic situation 
and uh, inflation and you know gas here in france gas is like nine dollars a gallon or something (gasps) what i think it's something like that it's crazy yeah it's It's like 450 us dollars right now when it used to be like 250 yeah 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 in some states i've heard it's like six bucks a gallon too it's Mm. anyways so i guess in india in maharashtra they're suffering the same gas price crisis but Mm -hmm. one man has found a solution oh lab assistant Sheikh Yusuf, mm-hmm. Maharashtra man, rides horse to work amid fuel price hike. <laughs> okay. I've seen TikTok and Instagram reels making this joke, but this guy is actually doing it. A man in Maharashtra uses a horse to ride to work as he found it to be a feasible option amid rising fuel prices. Sheikh Yusuf, a lab assistant at a YB Shaban College of Pharmacy, shelled out 40000 rupees that's as much as a bike would cost like a scooter to purchase the horse named jigar primarily to commute during covid19 lockdown before the pandemic yusuf had an old bike but with increasing petrol prices he hit upon the idea to buy a horse to commute to his workplace that was 15 kilometers away from where he lived and there's like a video of him riding to work it just looks very wholesome (laughs) this guy is a goddamn genius This is so good for the environment. Yeah. We should start bringing animal transportation back. Let's go back to horse buggies and donkey carts. Exactly. I I mean, (laughs) sign me up. I'd love that. He said he also gives rides to children, which is super fun. Sweet. Um, I wonder how much it costs to feed a horse, though. Not much. It's just grass. But, But here's my question. Yeah. Is there a horse parking lot? Where does he leave this horse when he's working in the lab? Just let you know on the streets with the cows. Just let it go. Like, let it go. Let it go. And if uh, you really love it, it'll come back to you. Maybe he's made a little, like, a post. A little. It's very uh, Red Dead Redemption. (laughs) I like this story. This is actually really positive. And I like what he's doing. It's environmentally sound and... It's totally normal. So hats off to you, Sheikh Yusuf. What does jigar mean? The word jigar literally means liver. Okay. But its intention is to say something like, oh, my heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like flesh. Like, oh, my vital organ that I can't live without. (laughs) Nice. Good job, Sheikh Yusuf. We're into it. He's smart. You're smart. We're totally into it. I don't have any horses immediately around me, but there are some llamas. Nice. I could possibly start learning to ride to go to the grocery store. Oh, I want to see Luchi riding on a llama. That'd be so cute. You could get a little llama cart and give her rides. Totally. I live in a rural town. I could do this and no one would bat an eye. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Also in my rural town is a Porsche dealer. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot with Porsches <sighs> that I could totally ride up into yeah. on my llama yeah. and be like, take that, take that. You could name your llama Porsche. Porsche, my little llama. Hop on to my Porsche. That was That's cool. Fun. Good story, Alex. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I, like I enjoyed that, that. I have one more. Okay, let's do it. 
is a quick one and it's just sort of the idea of it. I don't even really have to get into the story, but I just love it. And this one takes place not in India, but in a town called Pichit, which I'm guessing is in Thailand. Well, you know what? Thailand is still pretty easty. Yeah, East. Southeast so, Asia. Yeah, part of Southeast Asia. We're all one big family. So a local cemetery in Pichit has been hosting a ghost movie night event for hundreds of deceased people on Chinese New Year. Love it! Pichit's Provincial Foundation hosted a very special movie night yesterday evening, inviting a limited amount of the public to participate and enjoy three movies under the surrounding 330 graves and what organizers said would be hundreds of ghost viewers as well. The event was organized for 57 consecutive years on the... Oh, so this is a recurring thing that they do. They've been doing this for 57 57 years? years. On the night of the Chinese Were they even movies 57 years ago? What were they doing back then? 57 years ago was only like the 80s at this point. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) What were they doing, like a full theater production back then before the movies came out? Maybe. It's kind of like um, uh, Dios de Muertos. Dios de los Muertos. Yeah, so actually it says here, the event was organized for 57 consecutive years on the night of the Chinese New Year, according to local media, following an old Chinese Thai belief stating that the gates to heaven will open on this day for souls Mm. to meet their children and receive the merits they had made in the offering ceremony on the new year so it's exactly this it's like pretty much exactly the same concept i think right wow two cultures from the opposite ends of the world have such a similar similar tradition tradition yeah totally i love this idea like what movies are they playing i want to know do they say (laughs) um let's see Three movies, both Thai and Chinese classic movies, would be screened at 6.30 p.m. to honor the deceased and author 330 graves to enjoy. I wonder if they played like, um, were they like nice, fun, romantic family movies or if they played any kind of like gory horror? It would be so fun. (laughs) In the cemetery. I studied abroad in Thailand for six months, it was, I think. And I took a Southeast Asian film class and I was watching all of these like Thai, Vietnamese, Cambodian, Laotian movies. And a lot of Mm -hmm. them... Like, when they're creepy, they're freaking creepy. I think this area is uh, underrated in terms of what they do with horror. Back in, like, 2007 or 8, we had an amazing friends group at work. And we used to all get together and watch, like, Thai horror movies. Yeah. Because they were insane. There, was this, there were these two movies I remember even now. One was called shutter where this guy would take pictures and he could see ghosts in them or something like that i, I saw know. that one yeah yeah Ooh, that was so scary yeah. and the other one was called alone Ooh. so yeah. scary god yeah. damn it um but yeah i love that story that is so sweet do they leave like little buckets of popcorn and candy and soda um before the movie night event they did a celebration there were Chinese traditional performances, a full encore, mm. and a fireworks show. So they're really treating their dead with a lot of dignity. <laughs> Damn, that's lit. That's Probably like a carnival. More than they're treating their humans. 
on the same website where I found this story, like, and it was like the sort of wacky news of this Thai newspaper. It's like a lot of stories about drunk monks, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> they just keep finding drunk monks all over the place. That's sad. Okay, so I think that's all the stories we had for today, right, Alex? Yeah, yeah, I'm done. I mean, I have another story, but and it's about an Indian woman who didn't go through with a wedding because she discovered that her fiance wore a wig. (laughs) Oh, my God. But I won't go into it. I just thought it was funny. Don't discriminate. Bald people have feelings, too. Yeah, maybe he should have mentioned it before the, the wedding day. Yeah, if he lied, he deserved it. He deserved the scorn. He's gonna get the Will Smith slap. Oh, you want to talk about that? The slap heard around the world. Poor Chris Rock. Will Smith is such a douchebag. Yeah, well, he's been banned from the Oscars for 10 years, apparently. So I guess. I mean, I blame all of this on Scientology. Makes people freaking weird. Also, any Scientologist listening, like, come for me. Don't, please, actually don't. You guys have all that Hollywood money. It's really scary. I don't think Scientologists listen to podcasts. I think they're too busy um, <laughs> yeah. doing their prison work or whatever the hell they do. Their slave work. Right. I'm all for Chris Rock. Yeah, he just got assaulted. That was crazy. Anyways, this is not Masala News, so... We but, need some Indian people beating each other so we can talk about oh, it. Oh, I think there's plenty of that out there. <laughs> no, like Indian celebs slapping each other. I gotta look. Because I don't follow. I don't follow all these kind of news at all. That should be a Bollywood corner segment is like the best slaps of Bollywood. I honestly don't give a shit about anything celebs do, Indian or otherwise. I don't care. I don't care what they're wearing, where they're going, their outfits and their boyfriends and I don't care. Yeah. So I don't follow it. But I'm sure there's some juicy drama going on in Bollywood as well. I just don't care about it. (laughs) We're here for the blood. I noticed this last year during Halloween. I forgot to mention it to you, but I wrote it down. So I'm telling you now. A lot of the horror movies in Netflix, like their Halloween themed movies and whatnot, they have the same font as our podcast title. You know, that (laughs) creepy, drippy font? Another danger. Yeah, another danger font. I mean, it's a classic. Every time I look at it, I'm like, damn it, they copied us. That's our font. (laughs) My husband's like, that's not your font. You just use it. <laughs> yes, it is, Manuj. It's ours. That's our font. That's us. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you use our font? Yeah. Well, by the way, something I totally forgot to mention while we recorded the last episode is that we hit our one-year anniversary, oh our birthday. God. Happy hey. birthday, Crimes. Happy birthday, our little podcast. It's been a year. It flew by, really, in terms of the podcast. I mean, of course, a lot of stuff going on at home, but... We're still alive. Yeah, we did it. We're doing it. We're doing it. And thank you to everyone who listens. I know some episodes are perhaps not to your liking or to your taste or whatever, but you're hanging on (laughs) and hoping for the best. Yeah. And we hope to never disappoint you. So... If you want us to cover a certain case, if you want us to do something more, something less, let us know. Mail us at crimesfromtheeast at gmail.com. I'm totally active on the Instagram account, which is also crimesfromtheeast on Instagram. I have a Twitter, 
as well yeah where you can message me tell me tell us tell alex <laughs> what, yeah. what do you want us to do i'm at other alex b on instagram and mm-hmm. yeah and, catch us and maybe let's uh start a campaign to get pia <laughs> unbanned from the reddit <laughs> no 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 let's not do that that's okay that's okay i'll keep my dignity and post in the other subs where you know they don't they don't have such a plug up their butt <laughs> that's about it that's cool. all i had i think we did it i think we did it and that's another one uh that's another wrap up another episode another in our rap. file file this one we're done um join us again in a couple weeks for another episode of crimes from the east your weekly dose well your fortnightly dose (laughs) of true crime and strange phenomenon the south asian cut so wait i forgot the masala and spice bit oh god i'm losing it i'm losing it for like two hours i'm losing it yeah Your fortnightly dose of true crime, the South Asian kind, with a little masala and spice. Namaste.